Blog Talk Radio. Hey, ATG Radio, yeah, uh, the greatest boxing podcast, woo, featuring the crew, you know how we do, yeah, Mike Dawson, Big Time Timmy, Rufus D, Hollywood, Coach Andre, and the Godfather Frank, yeah, that's the crew, so come and get in the loop, so tune in and see just how we do, it's every Monday and every Wednesday, ATG Radio. Yeah. ATG Radio. Now, I'm not trying to say we're the greatest. The most hated, maybe. Well, we might be the greatest. That's just because I don't know what else is out there. No competition. We got the best team in the world. Who you got? We got Tim Cudges, Big Time Timmy, Rufus Deathabow, Homicide Henry, Kid Thunder, Taylor May, GFL TV, Mr. Bean City, and it ain't pretty. Cornflake, repping Vegas, cross the Jersey City. Mike Dawson, Louisiana, getting gritty. Marine Shane, Nate Campbell, breathing boxing. Sean Rothman, Nigeria, get it popping. Ain't no stopping us. Frank, stay a marvelous. Haters sitting, listening, they can't stop calling us. 347-934-0137. And hit us up, yo. ATG Radio, all the haters know. Undefeated champions, and I oh, will never go. Talking boxing, wrestling. And MMA, just keep your mouth shut and hear what I say. ATG Radio, we are the greatest show. Rank numero uno. ATG Radio, ATG Radio, we are the greatest show. Rank numero uno. ATG Radio. Yeah, that's right. ATG Radio. Monday night, Wednesday night, and any night we damn well pleased to be on. That's right. Our squad is the best. Numero uno. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, www.atgradio.com, tell your mom, tell your mom, <laughs> tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your uncle, baby daddy, baby mama, it don't matter, ATG Radio, back in the house, 5-9-2018, we are doing a damn thing in May, Got a big weekend coming up. You got your host, Mike Doss. You got possibly Frank Stead coming in the house. Maybe Big Time Timmy. Maybe Kid Thunder. Andre Rozier. Actually, he should be on any time. He's driving up to Verona right now with the whole team. You got Saddam Ali. You got Richard Kami. I think he's got Chris Algeri. Maybe. He's got Curtis Stevens. We're going to have two of those guys. Maybe even Saddam. We'll see what's going on. But we're scheduled to have. 
our first guess, maybe they might, we might be second guess. So I'm not sure. We'll have to see how everything schedules schedules out. But Jarrell, Big Baby Miller, a couple weeks ago had a good win against Johan Duopaw. Tough win against a tough guy, but he did what he had to do. He didn't knock him out. I thought he was going to. Didn't happen, but he still, you know, he did what he had to do. He looked good. He wanted a unanimous decision, and he's, uh, you know, on to bigger and better things. But there's a guy named Joe Joyce, four and zero, four knockouts, trying to make it happen. You know, coming up early, late in his age, but early in the game, trying to make a big, uh, big splash, uh, doing some calling out, calling out uh, Jarrell Miller. Jarrell didn't even say anything. I mean, and all of a sudden Joe Joyce comes at him crazy. So. Um, you know, I want to see what his thoughts are on that, and we will be getting Joe Joyce probably next week, maybe. Um, I want to get both takes on that, and I want to get your calls. I mean, 929-477-1952, 929-477-1952. Call in. Let me know what you think. England, United States, France, it don't matter where you're at, man. Give me a call. Talk about this Joe Joyce fight. Does the kid have a chance? My personal opinion and even though we'll have Joe Joyce possibly on next week, maybe he might not scream at me, but, hey, i got to keep it real. I think Joe Joyce is very robotic. I think he's very methodical. Uh, he's slow to me. I mean, Lenroy Thomas, is he's a decent maybe C-level fighter, maybe not even that. Um, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of Lenroy. Lenroy's a great guy. I've met him several times, you know, through my, my buddy Mike, but – you know, he's just he's not a complete fighter. So a win against him is not going to approve me against Jarrell Miller or any other, you know, maybe top 10, top 15 heavyweight. I just don't feel Joe Joyce has it yet. Maybe he'll get better. But as slow as he is right now and as straight up as he is right now, I just don't see it. I think Jarrell Miller, he, he should take this easy money and go over there and whip that ass. You know, Jarrell has a lot of time to grow. Or, I mean, he has a lot of – you know, room to grow, but I think even right now he could take Joe Joyce. That's just my opinions. Like I said, call in. Let me know what you think. I know Andre's going to be calling in here shortly, but anybody else call in. Let me know about Joe Joyce, Jarrell Miller, and I'm definitely going to ask Jarrell himself. Um, but I'm telling you, I, I think you should take the money. Take the money and run. Go to the U.K. Let him come to Brooklyn, whatever. But that's free money. I think, you know, he, he stop, I think he stops Joe Joyce, to be honest with you. Uh, just too straight up, man. That that right hand is a telegraphing right hand, plotting slow. I'm, I'm I'm just not I'm not impressed. Maybe he'll get better, but I don't see it right now. Um, some other big news in the game today. It was announced. Sergey Kovalev, the crusher, defends his light heavyweight championship against Eder Alvarez, 22 and 0. Not all, I mean, he's not a huge knockout guy, but he's a decent fighter. I mean, you know, he's got 11, or 23 and 11 knockouts. Um, he struggled against, you know, his last five fights, man. He's had two majority decisions. The Pascal fight was close. The Chalimba fight was close. You know, but the guy has talent. You know, he's got a hell of an amateur pedigree. Does he have enough, you know, for a guy like Sergey Kovalev? I'm not quite sure. I mean, I don't know. You know. We just, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not huge on Kova right now. I mean, uh, I don't know how much he has left, to be honest. I mean, the guys he's fought has been, it's been easy competition. 
you know, and it was an easy competition because there was Kovalev in the ring with them, or was it easy competition just because they were easier guys? And I think, I mean, I have to go towards the latter on that. Um, he wanted, you know, two wins back-to-back against mediocre opposition that makes him look really good, and he looked decent. Uh, I don't even think he looked good against guys that he was supposed to look good against. Um, Alvarez is a he, he's a straight boxer, man. I mean, he could give Kovalev problems. I'm kind of leaning towards Kovalev. I think he still has a little bit left. Uh, he's not 100%. He's not in full prime form, but I think he has enough to beat Alvarez, in my opinion. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, and that fight right there, you know, it's going to be uh, in Atlantic City at one of the new casinos. It's going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Atlantic City, August 4th. HBO will televise it. You know, hey, it's uh, – I want to see what the undercard is going to look like. You know, hopefully there's a good undercard. Maybe Bival. Maybe we can see Bival against somebody. Usually, you know, like the last time, Bival fought a hell of a better fighter. So if that's the case, Bavall might fight a top five guy on the undercard of Sergey Kovalev fighting Alvarez. So let's let's see that happen. And by that time, you're going to have, you know, Badu Jack, you know, Stevenson. That outcome. I mean, the layout for the light heavyweight division. My goodness, it's it's getting crazy. And, but you know what? I if 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 Adon Stevenson wins, will he even fight Kovalev or Alvarez or whatever? You know, it would be huge if Alvarez did win. They could bring it to Canada. They could make a huge amount of money over there. But you know what? I don't know if he's going to fight Kovalev. I just don't know. I don't know if he's doing it because he don't want to fight him or he's doing it just because, you know, he's trying to make it hard on Kovalev money-wise. They can't come to an agreement. I mean, it's crazy to me. Um, Badu Jack is a live dog. If he's even a dog in this fight, he could even be the favorite going in. Um, my thoughts were he'll be an, a slight underdog, but I think he has a hell of a chance here. I really do. But you got a guy that got knocked out in the first round. You know, uh, his only loss of the career. You know, he, he he came in dry. He can't come in dry against a guy like Adonis Stevenson. Will not cannot happen. Hopefully, it will not happen. If it does happen, there's going to be two losses and two first-round KOs on his losses on his record because you know one thing about Adonis Stevenson, he does not play. But another thing about Donna Stevenson, he will go out early to get you, but I feel that the later you take him nowadays in his 40s, the better chance you have to, you know, to sink him. And I think if it goes past one, two rounds and Badu Jack's still standing, I think he has a very strong chance to have his hand lifted at the end of the night. So we'll see what happens with that. Um that's a fight I'm really, really anxious to see. I think it's going to be a war. Um, like I said, it, it, you can't predict. I can't. There's anybody that thinks they can put a a round on this does not know what the hell they're talking about. I'm telling you, there's no damn way in hell that you can really predict a round. It can either go one round, it can go two rounds, or it could go you know ten to twelve. And if it goes ten to twelve, guess what? You know, I think Badu Jack wins this fight. He gets stronger, the better, and better, you know, the deeper the fight goes on. So we got, you know, other big fights coming up. You know, we talked about the Friday fights pretty much, you know, on Monday. I want to go over, you know, more of the Saturday fights. You know, of course we talked about Lomachenko and Linares. I'm having a hard time picking in that fight right now. Um, I mean, I'm going Lomachenko, of course, but he is going to be going against a bigger guy. 
Linares is not a huge, you know, lightweight for his, you know, he's not huge, but he's 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 a decent sized lightweight. Um, but he's got talent, man. He's got a lot of talent. The kid hasn't lost in a long time, and HBO was so on him before. They were thinking he was the greatest thing since sliced bread when he was fighting, and then he got you know beaten by Antonio DeMarco. But leading up to that, he was dominating that fight. He was in complete control, and HBO was wooed and wowed. And now they're you know they started getting the same way towards him. I don't know. I mean, Jorge, you know, sometimes could fight to the fight up to his the level's opponents. And if he does that against Lomachenko, holy shit, we're gonna have a great night. Uh do I think he's gonna make Linares quit? I don't think he'll quit, but I do think that uh that Lomachenko could probably stop him. I think there will be cuts in this fight in my opinion on Linares' side. Um it's gonna be interesting. I don't think it goes early. I think it's gonna be eight to maybe eleven rounds, but I do see a stoppage. I think Lomachenko's gonna pull it out. I really do. And uh, you know, there's some good fights on the undercard. You got Carlos Adamas, 13-0, coming up against Alejandro Barrera. That's been around. He, he's definitely been around uh, the game. 29-4, uh, very established. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call him a top guy, but he's definitely a. Uh, I wouldn't even say journeyman. He's a, you know, he's just a run-of-the-mill guy. Tough. You know, he's 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 kind of a stepping stone in a way. I mean, on the higher level. Um, you know, been against Errol Spence, Kondra Gibson in his last fight. You know, lost the majority decision in his very close fight. Um, he's been, you know, Abner Lopez he beat. Let me see, he's no slouch. And he beat Eddie Gomez, who's, you know, pretty damn decent. Uh, still coming up in his career, coming off a hell of a knockout win. Um, it'd be a good fight. I think Adamas is a very, very polished, you know, uh, pro for having 13 fights. He's going to go in there. I think he's going to dominate, so... And then you got my boy, Tiafimo Lopez, man. He's he's my uh, my replacement. When I'm, whenever I'm gone, we bring Tiafimo Lopez to you know to take the hounds. So I uh, got a root for him going against v- Vitor Jones Freitas. I believe it's uh, relative to Selena Freitas. Um, Fourteen and one, eight knockouts, coming off a you know a, a quick win, but then you know, coming off a loss before that, a knockout loss to Manuel Mendez. Uh, that's going to be not an easy fight for Tiafimo. I'm telling you. And if Tiafimo makes it an easy fight, I will tell him and I'll tell everybody on the show that I was completely wrong, but I do think that Freitas is going to give him a fight. I like Lopez to win, but I think Freitas is going to make him earn that win, definitely. Definitely. But uh, and we're, we're just going to keep on going down the schedule, talking a bit more. My, Michael Conlon, another guest on our show, you know, going up against a ten and one, uh, you know, Ivan Laringa. You know, Laringa has uh, you know two knockouts in ten fights. He's not a banger. Uh, you know, been stopped one time. Time he stepped up. Does have a couple wins against some decent record guys. I think Collins gonna probably stop this guy. So yeah, I'm not gonna go real deep into it. it it's a it's a stepping stone. It's a it's a move up, tune up. You know, the guy it ain't been too long since he fought. So. Yeah, we'll let him have it, man. We'll let him have it, and he's going to keep on going, and uh, eventually he'll get that title shot. This is just the way you grow. So I don't get real excited about fights like this, but the fact is they're in the ring. They're showcasing. Um, and you also got Jamal Herring, you know, coming up. He's he's fighting a, a journeyman fighter in tune-up, and you got Michaela Meyer 
who is a very good woman spotter. You definitely want to check her out. They may show it on HBO, we'll see, or uh, excuse me, ESPN, but we'll see. Um, a lot of a lot of names on there, so I don't. I doubt she gets the airtime, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get at least a clip, you know. Um, women's box is coming back a little bit with, uh, you know, with Hamer and with Brockus and with all, you know, especially Brockus fought on HBO last week. It's starting to look better. A lot of people don't like women's boxing. I like anybody that beats the hell out of each other, so I don't discriminate my, my people. I do not discriminate whatsoever. <laughs> but anyway, we're going through, going through, just, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go do some more news that's been going on. We're going to touch base on that. Um, let me see here. And uh, there's some pictures out with Tyson Fury again. He's making the headlines. Guy does not have he has a fight announced, but he doesn't have a damn opponent. And they need to go ahead and make the opponent happen. And I, I I'm starting to think it's a bad opponent because they keep on dragging and dragging and dragging, and then they're going to drop you know some dud on us. It's uh, I I don't see any good in waiting. You know, the closer you get before you let everybody know who you're fighting. I mean, we know he's supposedly fighting. He looks like he's in good shape. But go ahead, just drop the opponent out there. I don't think they have one. Or if they do, he's so horrible they don't want to say anything yet. They want people to buy their tickets before they even announce who the hell is going to be. But he is shredding. I mean, he's he's knocking off a lot of pounds. I mean, you can see in the before and after pictures, he's probably dropped 30, 40 pounds easy, if not more. So... You know, I'm 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 really eager to see how he's going to look, but I just I don't have any faith in the opponent. It's going to be a horrible guy. There's no damn way. <laughs> but uh, looking through here, let me see. Joe Smith coming back after his loss. You know, before then he'd be knocked out. You know, Bernardo Hopkins out of the ring. I wanted to see Joe Smith come back. June thirtieth, Mohican Sun. Look forward to that. Maybe it's on TV. Maybe it's not. We'll see. It'd be good. Here. Talking about, you know, Kovlev and Alvarez. We already mentioned all that. Um, Emmanuel Rodriguez. I had to give him credit for beating Paul Butler in England last weekend. Man, good stuff. I totally uh, didn't. I picked uh, Paul Butler to win that fight. I was wrong. He coming overweight, but there's no excuses at all. Emmanuel Rodriguez, I saw the fight. He dominated. Kid's a, a very talented uh, fighter, and I'll tell you what, Puerto Rico should be proud of him. Uh, Puerto Rico needs to have more champions. We need to start seeing that again. Um, you know, and he's making that step. And then all of a sudden he signs in, into the World Super Series of Boxing. It's a major talent, you know, in that, in that Super Series now. And the second season of it at Bantamweight, my goodness, it's going to be insane. Um, I can't believe they went a whole season without having any damn, you know, locked-in network. It just, it's amazing to me. The audience network, you know, had some of it on there. They only had, like, a couple shows, and then they pulled the plug on it. And now, you know, they were just doing it online. I don't understand how they can have the money to keep on doing this, you know, without some kind of network supporting them. Something, you know. Um, there's some good talent all over the, all over the world. You know, in this Bantamweight Super Series, my God, people just can't, you know, they need to do a damn deal with Schaefer and make this shit happen. Put it on put it on American television. 
I don't get that. I just I don't. It's it's uh it's it's crazy to me because the, the Super Series is really really packed. Uh, I'm trying to find out exactly who I know. Um, my guy Tete's in there. I'm trying to find you know, who else is going to be in there. Let me see. I'm looking down, looking down. And I seen something on it earlier, but I just I I, I forgot everybody. But it's going to be champions. It's going to be top guys. Uh, just like they do at cruiserweight, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be insanity, and it just gets me that nobody is giving them love. I mean, HBO should be grabbing this shit. You know, even Showtime can't. I understand that. I think HBO is a, you know they can do what they want. They're HBO. They should grab this. You know, they. I mean, even other networks, stars, and 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 you know all the. I mean, just I don't get it. I don't get why no network. No, you know, Spike TV or whatever it's called now, you know, uh, Paramount. Pick this shit up. I don't even think Spike or Paramount has a has a deal with Al Heyman anymore. Pick the Super Series up. This is this is guaranteed money. You're gonna get people watching. You got talent. You got the best talent in every division. You got champions fighting champions. I mean, I don't get that. That's what everybody wants to see. And you know, pretty much the whole the whole division is gonna be there. You know, Ryan Burnett, WBA champion. You know, Zelani Tete, WBO champion. Manuel Rodriguez, IBF champion. That's confirmed. And that's just now, you know, starting off. That's just right off the bat. I don't get It's going to be beautiful, man. It's just going to be very beautiful. Um, I, I, I hope, you know, the WBA or the WBC champion possibly get in there, but probably not. Um, but it'd be great. I mean, one fight against one, you know, two guys for all four belts would be insanity. And, uh, you know, they already got three champions. My God, let's make this happen. I mean, if people don't, if someone don't televise this, they got mental problems. I'm just being honest with you. Um, let's see here. Just going back and forth. Oh, yeah. BoxingScene.com. <laughs> they have a story. I guess it was uh, some quotes from a, a certain guy that I may know a little bit, Andre Rozier, coach of Saddam Ali, um, WBO light middleweight champion. Let me see here. You must be on crack if you think Munguia wins. <laughs> My man, I'm going to have to ask him about this. He said, uh, quoted, quote, from uh, Andre Rozier, now Saddam is fighting an opponent who is 28-0 with 24 knockouts. Rozier said Wednesday they're in a press event in Manhattan. His resume reads nowhere near what what Saddam's is, and you still have people saying, well, you know, I think Saddam is going to lose this fight. That bothers me. That bothers me. Let me see where he says the crack. Okay. When you excel to the elite status, and then you have a young man, Munguia, and I'm not discrediting him, not at all. When you have a young man who hasn't performed on the level or at the level or the stages that Saddam has, and you and you're going to give him credit to defeat Saddam Ali, you must be on crack. It's not going to go down that way. <laughs> oh, you got to love it, man. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to you know bust his balls a little bit, just a little bit on this. But like I said, I'm waiting on him to come on. I'm waiting on Frank Stead to come on. My man Flawless might pop in. Anything could happen. Um, you know, Kid Thunder has went off the deep end, I guess. I don't know what's going on with him. 
wish him all the luck. Hope everything's okay. I know he's starting a gym, but I think he's been having some personal problems in the last week or so, so we're going to let him kind of chill. Um, but, you know, peace out to you, man. Keep your head up. KT, make it happen, baby. Come back and see us. Um, Rufus Defabau still in the house. Tim, Timmy, big time Timmy Cudges in the house. Um, you know, just just kind of a shout out to all them guys. We're just talking, waiting on my guys to get here. Got a big show. You know, big Baby Miller, like I talked about before. Curtis Stevens, who Jermel Charlo has been talking a little bit about. I'm not going to get too much about that. We mentioned it before. Jermel's kind of getting on to Austin Trout now. They've got a little bit of heat going on, and that's what they need. Um, but we're going to ask uh, Curtis Stevens about that with Jermel, uh, Richard Comey, all the guys that are with Andre right now up in Verona, New York. Um, we're going to talk to him about possibly, you know, Mikey Garcia signing with Dana White. I'm hearing a lot about it. It's really starting to come together now. Um, it, it's obvious, though, man. This guy has been wearing UFC gear and Reebok shit, and, you know, he's been cool with the UFC. I mean, I had a feeling that they ever signed anybody, be a guy like Mikey Garcia, but does it really make sense? I mean, what do you think? Call 929-477-1952, 929 Four seven seven one nine five two. If you agree, if you disagree, you know, does Mikey Garcia make a good first signage or signing for the UFC for Zufa? I don't really think so. I mean, he, Mikey Garcia is a very talented guy, but he's a very quiet, humble, you know, not really vocal at all, um, kind of boring type guy. I mean, some I, I like him. I like Mikey Garcia. But he's not like one of them showstoppers, you know. In the ring, he is. But when it's over and he's interviewed and you know between fights, you know a lot of people can think he's boring. He don't have that real excitement about him, that flair about him, that personality. Uh, I think the UFC needs somebody a little bit better. They can really sell him more, and I'm not sure if they can do that, with Mikey. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I want to get everybody's take on that. Like I said, call in. Uh, let me know what you think about that. Uh, I would think that. Even even a guy like Anthony Joshua, he's he's got a good a good personality, but he's not that kind of you know eccentric guy. And you know I think the the UFC needs a superstar, but they need a guy that you know that has the excitement, the flair about him, the personality that just wows everybody. Being eccentric, um, you know we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, you know just I'm I'm hearing that the fight with um, with Robert Easter might still be happening. I thought that if he if he signed with the UFC, that fight probably wouldn't happen whatsoever. They're still talking about it. It's looking like Robert Easter is, is not going to be fighting. Uh, you know, Richard Comey. We're going we're going to have Richard Comey on and discuss that. See who he's going to be fighting, and uh, you know, see what his thoughts are. Because I mean, he he thought he'd be uh, Robert Easter. It was a very very close fight. I thought he could have got the nod, but he didn't, unfortunately. But, you know, he, it seems like he's really improved. And I haven't seen that improvement by Easter. Easter's fought good guys, Fortuna and everybody else. But every fight that he's had since Kami was a close, close fight that he could have lost. I mean, easy. Like, I thought Fortuna beat him. I thought he beat him by a couple rounds. Maybe more than that, maybe three. Maybe four. You know, I've seen him just out, out working him, landing at weird angles. You know how Fortuna is. I felt that he got the best of Robert Easter. Robert Easter looked like a confused fighter, and it seems like the judges really like him. And, uh, you know, he's not going to beat 
Mikey Garcia. There's no chance in hell that Robert Easter beats Mikey Garcia. I think Mikey Garcia stops him. I think he stops him probably seven to ten rounds. I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, he's not a guy like that. He he don't have that power. You know, he's 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 a boxer, but he can be boxed in. He can be you know pressured. And I think Mikey Garcia. I don't think there's nothing he's going to land that's going to get Mikey's respect. I don't see it. I think Mikey goes he goes through him like a hot knife through butter, in my opinion. You know, we'll see what happens. They're talking about it. It's no, nothing solid yet. I know Richard Commons really waiting. Andre's really waiting. You know, calling pins and needles about this. Uh, but as of right now, you know, no deal yet. So, you know, I'm anxious to see. We'll see what happens. Just looking at the schedule, looking at everything a bit more. Uh, got some fights tomorrow night. We already talked about it. Ishe Smith, Tony Harrison. Uh, Tony, Mr. I go down in round nine or ten after I'm winning the whole fight. Harrison, you know, previous guest on the show, good guy. I, I really like him. You know, I mean, he was related to Henry Hank, man. I mean, come on. you got to love the guy. Um, he's He's got the skills. He's got the power. But it's just, he gets bored. He just, it's just, I don't know. He All of a sudden, you know, he's winning the fight. He's winning the round. And then all of a sudden, he just goes downhill, like, in two seconds. I just, it's the weirdest thing with me. And can Ishe Smith capitalize on it? I don't think so. I think Ishe is, you know, he's done. He's 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 just making money, and I'm glad he's making money because I like Ishe. I, he was a f- very good friend of mine back in the day. Got a lot of respect for him, and uh, I just don't. I got to be real. I, this is a payday. He's not going to win this fight. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Uh, Andrew Tabidi is uh, fighting uh, Latif Coyote. I think it's going to be another. It might go four or five rounds, but I think Tabidi's going to get him. Wouldn't shock me if it's one or two rounds. Um, but Keith Coyote's definitely on the downside right now, and uh, there ain't going to be much saving him. So I don't see him beating Tabidi whatsoever. And I'm not even big on Tabidi. I mean, I respect the guy. He's got some power, but you know, I don't. I don't see that happening. So and that's tomorrow night. That's that's going to be they wait in today. So bounce TV, which I don't have. I wish, you know, I could tell you I did. Um, I don't know what channel it would be on, on like Dish Network or or uh, anything else. I know DirecTV doesn't cover it that I know of, um, and it's going to be a shame because it's a damn fight I want. I kind of want to see. I, I like watching all fights, but it's a fight that, you know, I definitely want to at least watch on television, uh, have it playing in the background, whatever. You know, just a shame. Just a damn shame. You know, I don't know why they have – I'm not going to get into it. You know, boxing fans need boxing. I wish, you know, these promoters would put shows on that was on DirecTV, on Comcast, you know, on channels that every, you know, platform had. And when are we going to get some boxing on Netflix? That's what I'm wanting. You know, Hulu, you know, stuff like that. Amazon, bring boxing to the Internet. I'm going to start... I'm gonna start the movement, the internet boxing movement, the the streaming boxing movement. You know, Netflix, Hulu, all that. We're gonna to have to make a deal with these guys. I I gotta go up there. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, I keep on going through schedule. I'm gonna go through next week. I mean, we covered a lot Monday, but we're just gonna, you know, play around a little bit. I know Andre is gonna be a little late. Frank's gonna be a little late. 
Yeah, he'll be back. They'll all be on, you know. And then we'll start getting our guests because I don't want to interview guys by myself. Even though half the time they're here, I'm, I'm taking over. And all, but I, I need my team. I definitely need my team of guys. Uh, got the best team in boxing, you know, in boxing radio. Let me say that. Um, just uh, for real. Just especially a guy like, uh, you know, Big Baby Miller. You can't have Big Baby Miller on a show by yourself. I mean, it, it would still be awesome because it's Big Baby, but. You know, he's got the personality of, like, 20 people, man, this guy. You know, and he, he slips punches. He's a huge dude, man. He's like, I've never seen a guy slipping and bobbing and weaving, you know, that big of a guy like Jarrell Miller. It's it's insane. He definitely knows the game. Uh, I hope he stays away from Anthony Joshua. I don't want to see that whatsoever. Uh, I don't think Joshua, he don't have enough for Joshua right now. In my opinion, I want to see him against Wilder. I really want to see him against Walter. I want to see how he does. Walter can get outboxed. You know, Jerome Miller can be hit, but, you know, can he get hit against Walter? You know, bobbing and weaving on the inside. I mean, it's a very interesting fight, in my opinion. But, you know, they're going to down me for it. Oh, you know, he's the best fighter that ever lived and all that, you know, Walter. So everybody thinks I'm a hater and, you know, that I can't stand Walter, that I, you know, want him to die. Shut up. I like Walter. He's not bad, but I keep it real. Joshua beats Wilder. Jarrell Miller gives him a tough fight. Possibly Wilder beats you know Jarrell Miller, but Wilder does not beat Joshua. That's just my thoughts. That's just the way it is. Keeping it real. Uh, and then like I talked about before, May nineteenth, Adonis Stevenson, Badu Jack, in Toronto, Canada. I mean, you know, Mikhail Zuski. Is fighting you know, Diego Loke, uh, whatever his last name is. Uh, not much of an undercard there. Uh, Oscar Rivas is fighting a 29-2 guy, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you don't really need a huge undercard when you got Donna Stevenson and, and Badu Jack. That's that's going to be a crazy fight, I'm telling you. I, something is just eating at me. It keeps on saying Badu Jack. You know, and I, I think Andre Rozier has the same thing eating at him. But right now, Andre is with us in Verona, New York, ready to whoop some ass, baby. About to bring it down. <laughs> What's happening, Captain? <laughs> so you, uh, we're all good, man. We've just been holding it down by myself, waiting till the, the team gets here. we got our main member right now, Andre Rozier, just getting into Verona. How was the trip? How's everything now? How's the mood in Verona, New York? Well, the trip was fantastic because it was exceptionally short. And we were in the hotel. We had the Turning Stone Casino and Hotel. Uh, it's, it's quite uh, relaxed and, and very beautiful, actually. Uh, and um, we're, we're actually going to be going into the gym for this late-night workout, but I'm going to be on the line. And we're going to be rocking and rolling. We're going to bring it to, to the ATT fans live and uncensored. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and we're also going to bring on Jarrell, Big Baby Miller. Uh, maybe we can get Kami on. Maybe we can get uh, Curtis Stevens on. You never know who we're going to get, man. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be fun tonight. It's going to be yes, fun. Sir. This is going to be live 
and uncensored, <laughs> and, and it's going to be direct, like uh, back Maybe in the day. Maybe we can hear, uh, you know, Saddam Ali just t- you know, toss a few things out to Jaime Munguia, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, live and, and you, direct. And tell everybody again, if you think Munguia wins, you're smoking what? You're smoking crack. <laughs> you're all over, man. You're on boxing scene. <laughs> Quote from Andre <laughs> Rozier. You must be smoking crack if you think that monkey away. <laughs> I was cracking up. I read it to everybody on the show. They're they're loving it. So. Uh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Well, you know what? Yeah. But that's one thing I hate, man. I mean, he's a twenty-eight no guy, twenty-four knockouts. I hate the guys that you just don't know anything about. But thankfully, you got YouTube. I got some connections. I've seen him fight, and the guy's okay. But I think he's, that no, uh, he's okay. He's an okay fighter. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Once again, I'm not. I'm not uh, coming down on this young man. Uh, I respect all the athletes who uh, participate in the sport of boxing to the utmost. But he has an assignment with uh, my baby, <laughs> my little dude. And uh, listen, we worked hard. Um, there's no way that that we are coming up short against a, a young man who hasn't had the experience and the wherewithal that Saddam has had and coming off his last huge win and becoming a world champion against Miguel Cotto, a living legend. No. That's a man fight. Not, That's a man fight. We're not going there. We are not That's going a man there. fight. That's the, You are a man after that exactly. fight. Exactly. And 21-year-old Jaime Munguia hasn't had a man fight yet. No, he hasn't. And yeah. and I wasn't disrespecting him by saying the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, but... uh. Yeah, you are. That's what he's been doing. That's what the game's about. <laughs> Fuck it. You're fighting at like 16, 15-year-old, you know, 15, 14-year-old, you know, fighting in the boring, man. You know, while, while uh, you know, while Saddam's fighting in the Olympics, you know, Olympic, Olympic team and shit like that. So guess what? Career-wise, exactly. he don't have shit. He's got some exactly. decent wins. But, you know, I mean, like I said, 30% better when you win a belt, maybe even 40% better when you win a belt against a legend like Miguel Cotto. He is in the company of Lions. Yes, he is. Yes, when he, is. he won that fight. He wasn't before that, but when he won, he considers himself royalty right now. He He's the elite, and he should consider himself that. And when you got a young guy... It's coming up, even though he's only went to distance four times. I mean, he's fought some halfway decent guys, but he hasn't fought anybody like Saddam. Even with Saddam's loss, you know, Jesse Vargas, look at what he did to Broner. He beat Broner. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He beat Broner's ass. He won that fight. Jesse Vargas is a top-notch guy, and having a loss against Vargas was was a gro- it, it was a growing pain. It was a bad. It, it hurt, but it was a hell of a lesson. And he went on and beat Cotto. I mean, this guy has nothing compared to what Saddam has. I don't think he's going to win this fight. I think Saddam is going to win this fight. I think he's going to take him deep. And he might drown him. I, I agree. His I power agree. is underrated. Yeah, he had Cotto doing a stinky leg all night, man. Oh, he certainly did. You know. He certainly did. Without so, a doubt. Captain, hold on one second. Yes, sir. 
Anybody wants Thank to call you, in and talk, we're going to bring in Jarrell Miller here in a little bit. I'm not sure who we're going to bring in first because we got our two other guests with, you know, Coach uh, Andre. We also have uh, Saddam Ali with Andre. We might get a few minutes with him. But if you want to call in, talk to us, talk to them, 929-477-1952. Again, that's 929-477-1952. Call in, man. We just want to talk, shoot the shit. You know, get Big Baby on here. If you want to talk trash to him, if you want to say, hey, you're the greatest thing you know, ever, I mean, whatever. Just, it's a fire pit. We don't care. Just talk to we the guy. We do not care. Tell them they suck. Real, tell them they're the best thing since Muhammad Ali. I don't give a damn. I might cut you <laughs> off if you start getting kind of nasty, but, you know. But, uh, we keep I mean, it as real as the Look at Tony Thompson, baby, last, uh, Monday. Holy shit, man. You want to talk about keeping it real. Oh, man. That was vintage. That was that super was duper beautiful. vintage. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I want to get Tony on every damn week, man. <laughs> you know what? We, we, you know, we got to have a Tony segment. We have to have a real Tony segment. We need we to have in. a Jarrell Miller, Tony Thompson just get down. 20 oh, that would be something. Like a damn, you know, like a competition, like a damn, like a joke fest, man, just hammering each other. I like that. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we so, need to ramp it up. <laughs> who are the guy? who have you seen in Verona right now? Any big guy, any big stars there, any big, uh, you know, anybody, anybody that the fans might want to know about that's going to be in the house? Uh, no, it's been quiet. So it, it seems like we're the first ones here. To tell you the truth, and uh, yeah, we opened it up. We're the first ones here, and uh, I'm waiting to see uh, when the guys come in. I know Golden Boy will be splitting their forces because they have um, Saddam uh, in Verona and they have Lenaris in Manhattan, yeah. so the, the team will be split up. But um, I've been looking forward to be in Manhattan. <laughs> uh, I would, I would think he uh, he was going to be. There's more um, coat there, bro. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> more petty hose, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I had to drop it. We're going to keep it live and, and, and like memorex. Because well, we is, are here, and that's the most uh, No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I bet the cocaine in Verona is a little bit less than the cocaine in Manhattan. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, we 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 in the we in the Midlands of New York. They might have some real serious stuff up here. <laughs> yeah, you never know. If Oscar's that's there, right. you know the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might just have it up here. <laughs> we won't well, see me, it, but they're gonna have it. Exactly. I'll tell you what. Um, so we, Jarrell's good to go whenever. Yeah, he, let's get him in. What's that? I said let's get him in. Let's give him a call. All right, let's go ahead and make it happen. I'm gonna call him right now. I had his number, but you helped me out because I had the wrong digit. I had uh, a nine where a five should have been, and uh, my man oh. Andre come through and made it, gave me his real number. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know go. why I had that the wrong number like that. I must have dialed it the wrong way or something. Uh it happens. Frank stay uh, just woke up. He said, I'm so sorry. Frank will be jumping on here in a little bit. Probably uh needs to get him a couple shots of Jack and he'll wake up, so Frank it, Frank, Frank, Frank. The Godfather, baby, the Godfather himself. We are That's about right. to call right. the big baby. 
Jarrell fucking Miller. And yeah, I said it. <laughs> I love Jarrell Miller, man. I mean, how can you not love this guy? Oh, he's going to entertain. I'm telling you, we, we're going to have a good time. You hear about Joe Joyce calling him out? No, no, I didn't hear that. Well, you, are you about to hear? Because I'm telling you, he knows. <laughs> All right, now. I, I, I said go for it. I like the sound of that. Well, Big Baby. Who's this? This is Mike Doss, Andre Rozier, ATG Radio. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm good, man. Did I wake you up? Ah, uh, no, I'm now. Sound like you're like in Netflix and chill mode, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a few minutes to talk to us, man. Talk to the fans. Ah, oh, man, what's up, everybody? Big baby in the building. No hardware dedication cheeseburger. You know how I go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, listen. Nephew is starting to wake up right now, Mike. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Put some bacon on that cheeseburger, man. You get real woke real quick. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to no, tell you no. what, man. King, first, I want to give you major congratulations. That a tough nut to crack a couple of weeks ago. You did what you had to do. You had a unanimous decision win against Johan Duopois. Uh Tough, tough guy, but congratulations. It's a good win for you. You know, uh, what do you think, man? I mean, how's everything going after that win? I mean, uh, you know, just back to the drawing table, um, strategizing, um, you know, what's the next move, you know, what we, what, who we want to, you know, really attack. Um, you know, we're supposed to head back from Eddie Hearn in a couple of days or see what their move is. But, uh, you know, we're not dependent on that anyway, you know. So uh, the main thing is, you know, stay relaxed and enjoy the moment. You know, I'm back to hitting weights already. But, you know, we're, we're picking it up slowly again and then, um, Hope another two weeks I'll be back to heavy heavyweights again. Well, before Eddie Hearn calls you, it seems like another guy from the UK is calling you, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I've been coming heavyweight 4-0. Joe Joyce, for some reason, is calling out Big Baby Miller. What the hell is that about, champ? I mean, you know, he he needs he needs a, a a win to put him in the ranking, but you know he just got here. You know he's definitely going to have to earn his earn his chance. You know, so he can, he can talk all he want. It ain't going to be easy. You know what I mean? So it took me nine years to, and ups and downs to get here. He just want to get in the spotlight now. I guess because he's older and he's trying to do a Lemachenko type of move or something like that. Well, that seems like that's his problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's definitely an easy fight. Like I, I'd beat the brakes out of him. But it doesn't make <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're gonna probably have Joe Joyce on next week, and I'll be—I'll be honest with you. I'll tell him what I think. I think you're gonna knock him out. Um, <laughs> yeah, hands down. I'm just being Great. straight. I mean, he's Yo, slow, methodical. Him. That right hand—you can see. I mean, Deontay Wilder could see that right hand coming a mile away. Deontay Wilder has the, the, one of the widest right hands in boxing. Nothing like Joe Joyce. Yeah. You know, Yo, it takes him four he's, seconds. He's, you know, four minutes to land a right hand. Yeah, he's OD slow, OD slow, OD slow. I don't know how he won a silver in the Olympics. You know what I mean? That's just ridiculous. I don't know what kind of competition these guys are fighting. You know what I mean? All I know is this: he's hit that brown skin lurch from the end of something to go take himself somewhere. Brown skin lurch. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Dude, did you really just? 
<laughs> Did you really just say brown skin lurch? Oh my god. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know. But as you know, Joe Joyce just had a win, you know, last weekend against uh Lenroy Thomas. A mediocre guy. I mean he's a decent big guy, but he's not decent on the on the bigger level. Every time he steps up he gets knocked out. And the same happened with Joe Joyce. But uh, did you see that fight? And have you watched Joe Joyce kind of come up, or did you just start watching him when you heard he's talking shit about you? Um, Stan, somebody told me about him. Was it middle of last year? He was in Vegas, and I was in Vegas. I think uh, with Floyd, and uh, said, yeah, you want to spar? I was like, no, I'm not down here for that. I'm just chilling right now. I'm not moving on sparring. So no equipment. This guy named Joey Joyce. He's not allowed. The first time I heard about him, they paid no attention to him. And then um, the first time I seen this fight was actually yesterday after he called me out. I looked at the fight versus him versus um, the Jamaican brother. And um, I was like speechless. So like that. It was uh, horrendous. Torturous. My boy told me he is the the remedy for insomnia. You would definitely go to sleep watching that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, you know, I see it. As you know, I always know too, you know, people start calling you out, that means you're in the right direction. You know, so I mean you That's know, true. Know That's true. Say. Exactly. You know, so uh nobody nobody ever calls me out. Joe Washington called me out because he thought I was eleven months layoff and he's gonna be an easy fight, you know, so you know, see how that goes. He ain't fighting. And Mars Walk, he thought, you know, he was going to beat me with Reigns, beat the brakes over him on a bad day. And, uh, you know, Johan Thorpock had a full camp. He beat the brakes out of him every round. Um, you know, and I feel good, man. I mean, right after the fight, you know, I take a, take a nice high shower. The next day, you couldn't even tell I was in the 12-round fight. Say, so, you know, God is good. So, so, do what I do. Do you think that if if the fight actually could happen, you know, he's talking about going. He said he'd even fight you in Brooklyn, and I know that'd be a fight you'd love to have in Brooklyn. It'd be a showcase for you, yeah. just like your last fight. Do you think HBO would televise a fight like that? I mean, Joe Joyce is an Olympian, so do you think it's it's doable? Uh, I don't, I I personally think they they won't because nobody really knows who Joe Joyce is in America, and uh. He doesn't have no TV. You know, TV over there was for David Hay, you know, so it wouldn't make any sense for him, for us. And uh, for me to fight that guy right now, you know, I'm looking at bigger paydays. You know what I mean? We're talking about half a million and up right now. So if he he's not even worth that right now. You know what I mean? So unless Haymaker Promotions is going to put up some bread and make something happen, and then maybe it could happen. But, you know, Haymaker Promotions is struggling themselves, you know, so. Well, I don't, I don't just think... got knocked the hell out a couple of days ago. It's pretty tough to be the, promote, the promoter and you're fighting and you're getting knocked out. It's it's a tough uh, tough act to follow. <laughs> yeah, business ain't good. Yeah, it's doable. You know, it's doable. I just feel like, you know, Denver Hay has been chewing off a lot more than he can take. You know what I mean? And it's starting to catch up to him now. Um, you know, I still like the guy. You know, he definitely talked himself into that Larry Kisco fight. And uh, he just, you know, I think age is starting to catch up to him. He's not as fast or 
the agility's not there like it used to be. So right. one of those things. Hey, Lawrence Conway at Lawrence Conway three on Twitter says that Joyce would KO Big Baby. Uh, man, what are these guys seeing? <laughs> I, see, I don't know. Hey, listen, you know what my phrase is now, Captain. Now, that guy is on crack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, if he yeah. thinks that Joyce is KOing my nephew, he's on crack. Yeah. I mean, this guy doesn't have any kind of power. He doesn't have any kind of snap. You know, I think he just fights older guys that have hit their prime. You know, um, the Jamaican guy won that title, you know, you know kind of. I I heard he was like I was kind of like yeah fluke so I don't know you know what I mean but for what I've seen he's not posing a threat to me right now even if he didn't it's not even there's no money right him right now you well, know so you, you know you, as, you as, get as more through you know, you, you're you're solid in the rankings you you got a guy that's four zero even though he has an Olympic background do you think that you, would it be hard to get up for a guy like George Royce? do you need guys you know on your level you know fight wise to really get motivated. Yeah, you know what it is? I think, you know, money's a big motivation as well as uh, legacy. You know, that fight, to fight him is all about money, really, because beating him ain't really going to do nothing for me legacy-wise right now at this point. You know, it ain't going to really move me nowhere in the rankings. You know what I mean? So there's nobody, no motivation other than a fat check to move his behind. You know what I mean? That's way about it, what I can see. You know, he ain't bring nothing to the table. He has no TV. He has no notoriety. He has no belts. None whatsoever. Not even, I'm not from the UK, so I don't really care about no Commonwealth titles. You know what I mean? So it's it's just there's nothing in that fight really motivated other than being checked and to keep me busy. If uh, you know AJ or Benjamin Charger happens, you know what I mean? So that's really about it. You know, plus I, mean? I want to fight somebody around my height. I'm the only crazy tall guy, six nine, six six seven, six six. And I'm asking you fights with guys taller than me. You know what I mean? So. I'm like, shit, another big, another big dude boy want to call me out. He's like, give me somebody my shirt. Yeah, give me somebody my height right now. <laughs> so I can just tag up with him right for this. So, you know, but no, I'll fight anybody. I don't care. But it's up for the least tall the Daniels and coming out of the other Woodworks now. So, on the Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you got so much talent in the heavyweight division right now. I mean, Joe Joyce is just one of them guys that, you know, he could be something later on, you know, dependent on his age because he is 32 years old. He's trying to move fast. But right now he's not established. But you have a lot of established guys in front of you. You know, you're being talked about possibly for Anthony Joshua. Uh, you're hoping Deontay Wilder and Joshua probably don't get a fight right now. But if they do get a fight, the winner of that fight, you know, that's a lot more money for Jarrell Miller. I mean, what are your true thoughts about Water and Joshua? Do you hope it happens before you get the chance? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, my thing is like this. I don't want to get the Danny Jacobs effect. And I call it Danny Jacobs effect because of reason. Danny beat Triple G, but they didn't give it to Danny, you know, because there was so much money on the table for Triple G versus Canelo. You know, they kind of just shit on everybody along the way. You know what I mean? And Danny deserves uh, a win, you know what I mean? So, you know, my main thing is like this. I go in that fight and the possibility that these guys go to distance, they're not going to give me about them because nobody's out punching me. None of their conditions are better than mine. Out punching not better than mine. You know what I mean? So if they go to distance guy for me, and they're not going to try to give it to me on table because they know there's a lot of money on the table. They're going to try to hurt your jersey and make that fight happen. So in some ways, I would prefer that fight to happen, get out of the way, and then 
probably gonna surprise on the uh, on the next one, you know. But at the same time, I just feel like it's an eighty percent chance that AJ gets knocked the hell out by Deontay too, and he takes he takes he takes the fame. So you know, I would like to knock out AJ first just because he's a big fan base, and it makes more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, if that doesn't, if it doesn't happen, if the fight does happen, are you just gonna wait, or are you just gonna keep busy? No, I'm definitely gonna keep busy. Like I said, I'm not gonna sit around and wait for you guys. Um, I'm definitely gonna figure out what's my next move. Um, like I said before, one thing I'm trying to do is um, work with a bigger promotional company and get my name out there. Can uh, I add a partnership to the team? Somebody that can bring huge exposure. And let's get us on a on a, on a, on a worldwide, uh, uh, you know, showing, you know, something, you know, bigger, bigger. Let's get us advertising, marketing out. You know, I'm always hustling and doing those things on my own, constant learning. So you know, I'm not gonna sit still and wait for Eddie Hearn to stop, you know, playing with his thumbs and Eddie playing with his nipples. I'm not gonna wait for him to stop. I'm gonna do my own thing. You know, so that's that's what I do. So you know, back to the drill board. That's really what it comes down to, man. There you go. Well, I, w- I want to welcome in, you know, the Godfather himself, my man Frank. Frank, you got Jarrell Miller on the show. Any questions for Big Baby? Oh, most definitely, man. Um, Jarrell, I gotta ask you a question, man. Did you get a chance to see that video that just surfaced yesterday with um, Adrian Broner and Javante Davis? I wanted to get your thoughts on that that video that came out on them too. First. Were they, were they at the gas station and they were talking junk? And the guy pulled no, out no, the, no. Uh, where where Gervonta was hugging up on uh, Adrian from behind, and then uh, Broner turned around and like puckered his lips to kiss him, and and Gervonta almost kissed him, but you know they were they, they were obviously drunk or intoxicated. <laughs> I, I'm assuming you didn't see it. No, no. I didn't see the video, but one thing one thing I can tell you this. You know, Giovante ain't no, you know, ain't no playing around kid. You know, he's a serious, he's a serious dude from what I've seen. And you know, Adrian is a big goofball. You know what I mean? So, I mean, those, those guys know each other. They were younger kids, so I mean, it's, it's two boys just goofing off, playing around. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I mean, Jarrell, let me ask you this: Would you be behind somebody hugging up on them and then feel comfortable with? With your boy turning around, puckering his lips for a kiss. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, nothing wrong with that if that's what you are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm not with anybody, but I'm just saying. If, yeah, but if I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I grew up around, I have 40-something cousins in the five boroughs alone. 40-something cousins, blood cousins. And uh, 80% of them are males. And they're some of the biggest goofballs in the world. Like they've done some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. But it's family, you know, you know, we we don't we don't get physical like that, but we we, we, we get back in in torturous ways, you know what I mean? So I've seen some funny stuff where, you know, who's just part when they sleep it. So you know, it, 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 it's it's when, when they have that kind of relationship, I don't think I don't think it's no funny stuff. I just think, you know, they just goofing off and you know, it is what it is. And I don't take that from it. You know what I mean? I, I highly doubt any of sweet and low. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, what I, that's the type of rea- reaction I was looking for, uh, Big Baby, because I'm, I'm not, like I said, if that's, their, if that's their deal, it's their deal. I had a feeling it's, 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 you know, them just joking around. But 
you know, you pull, get that video posted out, and then you got critics and and fans and stuff are just looking for a reason to hate these two guys, and then you just, you know, you add yeah, into a little bit of sweet and low yeah, or splendor in your, in your coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, man. I mean, yeah, when you say two guys, I already know what kind of character they are already. So, I mean, some people go, I mean, you understand, you know, they got they got Adrian labeled as a bad guy right now all the time for some, you know. So, they always going to try something, something to talk about. You know, but in some ways, like, you know, you want to get them sort of talk about keeping name in the tabloids, too, anyway. But that's not, that's not the route I would take, but they're just goofing off. You know what I mean? Like, me and my boys, we goof up all the time in gym. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the biggest clown. If anybody tell you, when they come to the gym and, and play around, I'm probably the biggest one, the biggest kid. You know what I mean? That's why they call me Big Baby. <laughs> so, so Jarrell, you're the guy that goes behind people and starts humping on them and shit? Because I'm telling you what, man. Kind of, well, listen, listen. You'd be scared the hell out of me if you did it to me, dude. I'm just being honest. If we, if we all didn't act a little yeah, sweet, right. joking around with our boys, then, you know, something, something's wrong there. I mean, but I know there was a picture on camera. Ten years ago, of, like, Juan Manuel Marquez had a buddy of his, like, he just shoved his head in his crotch. He's, like, got a smile on his face like a Chester cat, man. I mean, that went everywhere. Everybody's like, oh, he's gay. He's definitely gay. I'm like, no, man. Guys play around like that. It's hilarious. Yeah, dudes, dudes, dudes that goof up all the time, man. Dudes goof up all the time, man. It's so funny. It's so funny. I seen this meme on Instagram a little while back, and it was like, uh, first we're talking about the girls. It says, girls are smiling in your face. Oh, my gosh, she's so gorgeous. Oh, my God. I love her. And then soon they turn her back. Like, oh, she's such a bitch. She's such an asshole. And then when the guy meet me, the guy says, well, the guys talk to, to, to each other, like, look at this B.I. Look at this punk, punk mofo. And when he turned his back, hey, I love that dude. No, you can say the the full wall here. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just hilarious. And I mean, it's just different how guys act compared to how women act. You know what I mean? So, I mean, dudes always goof off. You know what I mean? You can't take that from that. I got one more question, Jarrell, for you. This is based on, you know, boxing and not not that, you know, a little bit more on boxing. Um, I didn't really – I got on just as you were saying. You were kind of looking for a a little bit of a promotional outfit to kind of look – uh, to kind of get you out there a little more. I mean, I didn't really – maybe I was just coming in the tail end because I think you've done a, a tremendous job with, you know, your um, – uh, I'm looking for the word here, but your promotional situation. It's a little confusing. I know you got a little confusing promotional situation going on. Yeah. Um, but the UFC, they, they made some type of uh, – there's some rumor out there Dana White's negotiating with um, – Mikey Garcia, uh, what are your thoughts on them getting into boxing? Is that something you would ever no, look not, into in the future? Yeah, one, yeah, most definitely. Man, man I don't have a, a, a lead promoter because I am my own promoter. I'm my own lead promoter, but I have a I have a partnership with Leader Promotions. I have nothing in the in the writing or on paper contract or whatsoever with any terms. We have a, we had a deal with HBO that's now up in negotiation right now. Uh, I think Zufa is, if Zufa get the right fighters, I think it's dope. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, UFC is a marketing machine. You know, one thing I've always said, if you can watch any of my past interviews about the UFC, they will make a famous broke fighter. <laughs> yep. You know, they have a lot of famous guys that do MMA that is broke because they're not getting their, their share doing when it comes to fighting. So I think UFC is a great I think they're a great company when it comes to marketing and uh, promotion. You know, it's so funny. I was telling one of my uh, boys about that. He's a UFC fighter, Lou Rocco. I said, oh, give me some information on it. I like to you know, do my research on it and see who's who. 
who's actually running Zuko, who's actually behind Zuko Sports per se, because um, you know, I know a little bit about all these promotional companies, and that's something that I'm definitely not going to sit around and, and just hear about it and not do my research on it, you know. So, uh, I mean, listen, if it makes sense, it makes dollars, you know what I mean? Go for it, you know. Um, if they're going to do exactly what they did for MMA fighters promotional-wise and do for boxers yeah. as well as we yeah, get paid, I think, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. You know, I think they'll put a, a fresh face on it. We're going to move everything out. They can do that. That's Andre. You know? That's Andre having a conversation within a conversation. He's interrupting. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Coach, coach can get away with it. Coach can get away with it. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, fellas. We're, we're, we're actually grinding right now. Uh, we're, we're getting um, getting Saddam uh, on, off the treadmill, and he's doing his thing. So uh, cool, while, cool. We're, while, while we're in session, I'm in session. So there it is. See, that's the jack of all trades. He does it all. Um, but yeah, big baby, just to get into that, because you know what I think about, man. One, one, especially in the United States, uh, there's, there's, you know, the heavyweight division obviously is the back to being the glamour division. But you know, you and Wilder are the only guys in, in the United States, in my opinion, that are really making noise. But the best talker from the United States is, is, is definitely you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, it, my, my whole thing. I would ask you, like, you and Tyson Fury. Um, if you guys ever fought, I think it would just be a roast back and forth between the two of you. But it's a, it's a little bit harder to get to that. Um, so you probably will fight Joshua. But like I think someone like you would fit into the 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 Zufa mold because um, I know they like those those outspoken, outlandish type characters. And like you just you know you told us on the show tonight, you know you're you're you know you like to joke around. You're you're, you're like a class clown in some type of way, but. Don't cross them because you you know you're also the bully in the house as well. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I was one of my favorite heavyweights other than myself is um is uh, uh Tyson Fury. You know, uh, he brings a he brings a funny, charismatic, real attitude to the game. You know, he says what's on his mind, and uh, he's, he's definitely good for the sport of boxing. You know, in, in and out of the ring. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, hands down, when you come on the American side, I'm definitely the most charismatic. I'm the most full. I'm I'm the I'm the full package. When you talk about a heavyweight, I'm the full package. We talk about in the ring, outside the ring, you know, before and after. You know, I I I got the best jab. You know, all these heavyweights. You know, what I mean, go to the body. You got good footwork, gen, uh, ring generalship. You know, what I mean, so. Like it's only going to get better, man. You know what I mean? So, like I said, you know, it takes a little time for people to fan and pick up on it. But like I said, we have this big promotional team behind us that knows exactly what they're doing. That makes the process a lot quicker and a lot smoother. So, uh, what are we going to keep doing, man? Let me ask you this, Jarrell. This is Mike Doss again. I just want to chime in. You know, your fight with Joe on Duopal, we talked about it before. You know, you know that every time he stepped up, before that, against Alexander Povekian and against Wilder, he got stopped. Is it messed with you a little bit in your mind that you couldn't pull the trigger on that and stop him, or do you think he was more well prepared for your fight than anybody else? Um, a little bit because I don't have times where I had him burst, but at the same time, he had for Povekian on 48 hour notice. He fought Deontay on like two, two and a half, three week notice. The man had three months to get ready for me. You know what I mean? So. Uh, the guy came prepared. You know, he came in tip-top shape. Um, you can see my power is definitely 
uh, it's definitely increased from the last two fights because, you know, it's the first fight in a while. My right hand hasn't hurt me, you know. So, like I said, I felt good. And, um, like I said, man, I'm going to get better and better as time goes, man. I, you know, I have, like I said, I, I think, I think it, it proved a lot of people wrong, too, that, you know, a big guy 300 pounds will go 12 rounds and double the heavyweight jab average and throw 800 punches, you know. So, we definitely show a lot of people people up with that, you know. So, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I want the stoppage. I always want a knockout. But, you know, I take the win. It was definitely a good win, a good a good 12 rounds. It wasn't a boring 12 rounds. So, that's a positive, you know. Take, take that from me. I've never seen a big man like you bobbing and weaving, you know, parrying shots, you know, the, the little shit on the inside. That shit was insane. Dude. I got to give you credit. I definitely got to give you credit for that. You you got the boxing skill. You got the defense down. You, you got caught a couple times, but yeah, it's gonna happen in boxing. But you came back, and uh, if he wasn't in shape, you would have stopped him. You had him. Uh, you had him hurt several times, but you did what you had to do. Uh, I think that it, it seems like it's a win-win. You won on on your record, of course, but you also might have won a big payday because the bigger, you know, the the higher echelon guys will say, you know what, I can beat this guy, you know, but because you went the distance with a guy like Duopar. Do you think that this is going to get you a better fight, this performance? Yeah, you know what, it's going to give me a bigger payday, you know, and I think we'll be a bigger fight of all. I know, you know, I'm dangerous. You know, they know I'm dangerous. He's Max Kellerman said it. You know, he's like, you know, Big Baby's still that puzzle that's kind of hard to figure out. You know, he's still in the pound. You know, he's light on his feet. He throws out punches. He has them. You know, he has some pop. But he doesn't knock out the guy, but he, 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 you know, he's hard to figure out. You know, and that's that's, that's probably one of the hardest things in heavyweight division is when you have a guy that's in front of you that's hard to figure out. You know, that's what makes it, that's what makes it cool. You know, I'm not... You're not gonna get anything and have a game plan, and you're not, you know, challenging. So, you know, I think that's definitely plus. Uh, my, my next question, and I'm gonna pass it on to Frank again, and maybe get Andre. I got Andre muted right now because they're getting kind of crazy in the gym right now. Can hear. But anyway, uh, hey, no disrespect at all, Jarrell. I'm a big fan. You know, nothing but love. But I, I don't want this question to upset you. But I'm gonna ask you anyway. You, you, you talk about, like, you know, making money on this site, making money on this site, you know, what money I'm going to make here and there. Uh, are you – what is your legacy right now? What do you want? Do you want belts? Do you want the fame? Or are you are you a money guy? I mean, I'm, not, I'm always about the legacy, man. My thing is always leaving something because when you die, you know, the only thing that really stays is your legacy and what you left behind, you know. So that's my main, my main goal. But at the same time, it's a business. I have uh, nephew is um, 
Yeah, well, he knows. I've already expressed it to him. Uh, I'd like to see him come in a little bit lighter in his fights. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent, and um, I'm always I'm always in his corner, and I'm always believing in him. But I'd like to see him come in a little bit lighter. But he's built. I mean, I'm going to tell you this much. <laughs> he, his body maintains that weight like nobody that I've ever seen at that weight. I mean, he, he he's just like a, a huge specimen of a man. But I would like to see him um, uh, at a little bit uh, lighter weight, and and I think that no one would be able to stop him if he did, because nobody's stopping him now. There you go. Well, well I'll tell you what, man. It, it's great. I always have you on, Jarrell. Any any words to the fans? Any last minute? You know, talk to your people. Oh man, uh, yeah, like I said, man, you love Mike, you love Riddick, you love Shannon Briggs, you go love Big Baby. Just keep tuning in, keep supporting, um, and uh, you know, don't don't follow all these job turkeys, man. Follow the facts, look at the stats, because I'm gonna bring somebody back. <laughs> <laughs> well, like always, it's a pleasure having you on, Big Baby. Definitely want to get you back on the show, you know, as soon as possible. And uh, man, you just have a great night, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, no problem. Likewise, guys. Have a good night. All right. Take, care. Take it easy now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Jarrell, big baby Miller in the house. You know, on the way to wrecking the heavyweight division. So he hopes. Uh, you know, it's, it, he's got a hell of a task in front of him. We'll see what happens. But it's going to be very exciting, very interesting. Uh, Frank Steyer brought up some very valid points about, you know, the UFC Zufa boxing uh, it seems like they are going to sign uh, your boy Mikey Garcia, Andre, and that makes everything. Really? That I mean, we but listen. But where do we go? Robert Easter is still supposed to happen. Mm. And mm. I heard that they made uh, Richard Comey number one contender right in IBF. Yes, they did. And um, I don't know. I don't know what direction we're going to go in now. It's um, literally, if they do fight, I mean, Mickey seems to be going wherever Mickey wants to go. If he wants to go to 140, he goes to 140. If he wants to go to 35, he goes to 35. And um, listen, I respect Mickey to the utmost. Fantastic fighter. Unbelievable talent and an athlete. And um, he he's doing the damn thing. Uh, but uh, it brings about uncertainty when you all over the place and just sort of bouncing like a, a ball from one court to the other. So I'd like to see him be a little bit more consistent. Uh, he's super consistent with winning, but I'd like to see him be a little bit more consistent with his decisions and not keep uh, people in limbo. And um, that would make the, the boxing world a little bit better. There you go, man. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what. I know you're uh, deep into training right now. How late are you guys going to train tonight? Uh, well, we, we're we going to be uh, cutting it loose in a little while, maybe another 20 or 30 minutes or so, and uh, that'll be it. There you go. Man, just uh, you know, two to three days and counting. It's going to be a That's great right. show. I can't wait. Man. I can't wait for that fight. <laughs> we are right on the cusp of it, and um, – I, I'm really excited. I'm amped, and uh, like I told you before, it's not 
losing is not an option. It's it's not even to be considered. We're running the we're running the board now, and we're going to continue to do it. But you know, like on the show, sometimes like Frank will come on, but he will, he'll be on, but he won't be on. But he'll be on the switchboard, and he'll start calling random guys. And me and you were like, I don't know who the hell this is, but we're just going to float. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that when you fighting guys like twenty eight no twenty four knockouts that you don't know who the hell they are, you know fighting right. uh, just like uh, you know Danny's last fight, you know right uh, exactly twenty six and no but you, you you've seen a little bit of them but you don't know you don't know what the what a guy has until he's in the big leagues, you really no. can't tell, and don't you think it's kind of like that? It's kind of like Frank calling weird guys and not telling me who it is and just. <laughs> It's the same kind of thing, man. You know, does that make you a better trainer? Well, what it is is that it's this is from the amateur days, the amateur backgrounds. You used to go to a tournament, and you never knew who would be at the tournament. You know the top-tier guys would be there, but you would never know who you might actually be in competition with until you stepped into the ring. But you knew for sure it was going to be one of the top uh, – 10 guys in the country. And if you go to international competitions, you'd be in there with one of the top 10 guys in the world. So you brought your A game and you were ready for everything. And this is why it's so important that guys have that early amateur experience because it creates an ambiance of understanding when you're getting in the ring. You you don't have the, the, the anxiousness or the, the, the mindset of, oh, I'm going to be so nervous because you know what your assignment is. You know you're in the ring with an athlete who's going to be just as good as you are, so you have to be better than you've ever been. There you go. But it also makes you more diverse as a trainer as well, I would imagine. Oh, that comes from early on. That's why a lot of the guys, and you have this also, a lot of guys uh, who come from the early amateur backgrounds uh, who have created uh, fantastic programs with the athletes, uh, one of my mentors, one of my favorites being uh, Emmanuel Stewart, uh, he brought he brought national teams of fighters, and then he started creating uh, world champion teams of fighters. Um, and this is the, um, the game plan and the program that I followed and that we follow, and um, it's worked out very well. Uh, if you if you didn't work with amateur fighters um, and you just jumped into, say, the professional ranks, you, you can't tell me you have the understanding that I have because we've been to those tournaments. We've watched these kids grow. We've been through the ups and downs and the whole nine yards, and it just makes you a, a, a better uh, communicated to your your fighters, and you understand the game so much more. There you go. Uh, that's well said, man. Yeah, and, and deep down, I mean, there's so much good talent, talented trainers out there back in the day. You know, I mean, you got Angelo Dundee, of course. You know, you got. Uh, I mean, there, there's so many. You got Freddie Roach. He's not, not a bad trainer. He's not. He's overrated, in my opinion, but he still, you know, knows the game. But you got right, so many guys from back in the day, man. Just so much great talent. But to be honest, I think Emmanuel Stewart is still probably the best that ever lived. I'm sorry, but you know, Emmanuel loved the game more than anybody I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't agree with you any more than that, Captain. That he 
he was not only uh, my mentor and someone that that I truly respected and and basically uh, um, sought information and knowledge from, but he seemed to truly have a genuine care, concern, consideration for me. Uh, And I remember we were at a, a show in Canada, and Emmanuel Stewart entered the ring, and there was a lot of trainers there. And he came up to me and said it as loud as everyone else could hear in the ring, in the room that we were in. Oh, this is my favorite young trainer here. You couldn't tell me a thing after that. I'm not one thing. Mike, I was on cloud nine. There you go. <laughs> well, we had we had Emmanuel on about a month before he passed away. And it was and we've had him on several times, but we had him about a month before he died. And it was a great, great interview. And me and him, you know, I've known Emmanuel for a long time. Hell, I, I, we were, we were, I used to collect tape. I used to collect fights. I still have a bunch of fights in my house. I, I have 10,000 fights. And I used to trade, you know, fights to trainers. And I used to give, you know, I, I, I used to give DVDs of fights to fighters, you know, to prepare for their fights. I, I did it for free. I never charged them a dime because I loved the game. And I wanted to help these guys. I want to help these young kids, you know, uh, learn and, and, and find out who they're fighting and, and learn who they're fighting. You know, and I, and I did that. And I, I used to, I was going to trade some uh, some tapes because Emmanuel was a big fight guy, too. He had a collection, a hell of a collection of fights. And we were going to get together and we were going to trade some fights uh, so on, on DVD. And he actually nice. called me and told me, hey, you know, you ought, to come up, you ought to come up here and visit me one time. And I was actually going to visit him up there in Detroit, and uh, we had him on the show, and I was so amped, because I was going to call him back and say, when, when can I come see you? And uh, he died. He died just all of a sudden. It really, really wrecked me, and uh, I get choked up any time I talk about Emmanuel. Emmanuel was just a great person. He loved the game. Yeah, he was. And uh, I, mean, I hung up on Obakar. We had Obakar on the show one time, and Obakar was a fantastic fighter, hell of an amateur. Just, I mean, he was in one of the best divisions, best eras, you know, in boxing. He had so much, you know, hellacious talent. Felix Trinidad, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, he fought them all, you know, and and but he talked shit about Emmanuel in his interview, and I hung up on his ass because I don't. Mm. Know. It would have been it would have been a sorry night for him if we were both on the line with him. I would have tore him up. You know, and I liked Obakar. And it really just blew me away. I just I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And I've heard things, you know, certain guys talk about Emmanuel and this and that. But you know, every time they talk, it's like about money and their family and stuff like that. And Emmanuel would open his house up to you, would open his his heart up to you, and you know, bad thing, you know, bad things can happen sometimes. People get greedy. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, but but don't talk shit about the guy when he's passed away. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Exactly. Like I said before, no, Emmanuel no. Stewart is the best trainer that ever lived. I'll say I would it twenty times you. in a row. I would re- realistically just crush you if I was to hear anything of that nature. Honestly, go. <laughs> Rest in peace, Emmanuel Stewart. We love you, man. It's been years, but you know what? You're still in our hearts every single day, champ. Mm. So. Mm-mm. Anyway, so who do you have around you right now that wants to get a little airtime on the show, wants to talk a little smack, wants to do the damn thing, fire pit style, baby? Oh, uh, uh, we gonna we, we gonna rock the knot right now. Hold on one second. We, we're gonna bring in. Listen, we've 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 lined up a a, a triple header. Captain, check this triple header out. Daniel Jacobs, 
against Charlo brother number one. Curtis number Stevens one is that, that must be Jamal. <laughs> yes, uh, Curtis Stevens versus Charlo brother brother number two, Ooh. and and Saddam Ali versus Liam Smith to take care of that mandatory triple head. What's wrong? With, what's wrong with his damn skin, man? <laughs> did he get like? He, did he put some like some baby lotion on to fuck them up or what? Uh, he did something. He did I mean, something. He don't have like he, skin cancer or nothing, does he? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think he did. Just like a rash Maybe. or something. Yeah, something like that. It's just like, what? What the heck happened? I mean, that was like all of a sudden. He's like, oh, I got a rash. I can't train, or I got like some skin condition. He didn't really go into detail. And my problem is, you don't even, you don't even describe. Okay, my hand is hurting. You know, my left knuckle. My third left knuckle is bothering me, and this is why, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to fight. I'm going to heal it up. I have allergic reaction to what? What did you have an allergic reaction to? You you pulled out of a major world title fight, and you could at least express to the fans what exactly took place that you should have to not be participating. He did that shit like a not like a month, you know, before like three weeks before the fight, man. I'm Almost sorry, in, but in the, if you don't give information or if you, you know, you shouldn't just be able to pull out and still keep your mandatory status. They should you know, exactly. evaluate you, let you uh, find a tune-up maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's no, that's be no expression, no no, no expression of, of uh, detail. And, and, I mean, I just – I thought it was super-duper strange. And this actually had a point where you could have caused the fight to not take place, which um, – could have been a a real uh, undermining of, of the entire promotion. It's so, also a financial disaster for the guy who's fighting you. Exactly. You exactly. know, has got bills to pay. I mean, you know, he he might uh you know have a nice car he wants to buy. You never. I mean, shit. He he's got a family. You know, he's whatever got, he's the case got, might be. Yeah, he's got he's got bills, man. So you taking money out, you know, out of his family's mouth, out of his mouth. I mean. You know, that ain't cool. And not thinking twice about it. So I have some issues with that. I have some real issues with it. Um, we won't say much about it. We have this assignment on Saturday that we have to participate in and uh, win. And once we do that, then um, we'll get ready. We'll have enough time to prepare and and put it on Liam. There you uh, go, champ. The title's definitely not going over the to the other side of the pond. That's not happening. <laughs> or Mexico. <laughs> or Mexico. Exactly. There you go. That's yeah. right. We are not doing it. But what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to bring in uh, – we don't often bring in uh, individuals of this nature, but I'd like to bring in uh, one of the most prominent strength and fitness coaches on the East Coast. Uh, he What's works that? with all of my guys. Coach, you bring in um, anybody you want. You want to bring the you know the wino across the damn street from your gym. You go ahead and do that, champ. Okay, I don't so care. You know what? You can bring in anybody. I'm going to set it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull his number up. I'm going to text it to you, Captain. You give him a call. We're going to talk to uh, Scooter. I call him Scooter Love, but the the athletic world knows him as Scooter. And um, he, by far, is one of the best 
strength and fitness coaches that I know of. He's real, he's passionate, and he loves the guys he he works with. So let's uh, let me set that text up. Hit you with the number. You bring him on in, and let's chat. And he likes to talk. <laughs> so let's talk. We love it, man. We love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. And in the meantime, you know we got a uh, a lot of other stuff to talk about. Of course, you know uh, you got. Yeah, you got coach there in Verona right now, getting ready for the big fight this weekend. You know, you got uh, uh, Lomachenko fighting, you know, uh, fighting um, Jorge Linares in a good fight. You think? Do you think Linares is going to win that fight? You, you were kind of hesitated, but you were kind of leaning, dude. What do you think, coach? <laughs> or not? <laughs> He's texting. He's texting me. So anyway. But he did sound like he was kind of leaning towards, you know, Lenars. And you know what? It, it, it makes All me right. think, it makes me think. You know, when you say stuff like that, when you're talking about Lenars Lomachenko, you're kind of leaning towards Lenars a little bit, Coach. I, I felt that. I heard that in your voice. Oh, I am. I, I'm. I'm keeping it real. I, I are you officially? That... Are you officially saying Lenars? Are you just kind of on the fence? No, I'm officially saying Lenars. My decision has been made. I'm officially saying Linares, and by I'm standing or by, by KO? by decision. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm laying man. the groundwork. Lomachenko gets strong late. Look at what it did. Even though he lost, it was a second pro fight, and he lost to Orlando Salido, who was very good, very heavy, and just very strong. And in the 12th round, he almost got knocked the hell out. Because Lomachenko has a mad condition, mad condition, and I don't know if Lenares can, you know, can can last that long, that deep. I don't know. It's it's going to be something. I'm I'm really on the fence too. You're picking him officially. I really don't know who to pick. I mean, I'm going to call Lomachenko late. I think he's eventually going. I, I think he could cut Lenares up too. I do see Lenares getting cut up, like a butcher. And the, the cuts are the only thing I'm concerned about. But other than that, I mean, the size. Linares is a big – I've stood next to Lomachenko. He's a short guy. Captain, he's a short guy. And I'm not saying he can't fight because he can. He's the, he's the truth. Lomachenko is the truth. But Linares is a long, rangy guy. Yeah. It's long, long rangy guy. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Scooter. Yeah. What's going on, man? This is uh, Mike Doss, Andre Rozier, ATG Radio. Want to get some? Oh, bro! I thought you were calling at nine o'clock. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't go to sleep yet. We need you, Scooter. We need you. We you, need to. We you, take, need to you got ten off. minutes, baby. How's that? Fifteen. Anything you want, champ. You got it. Let's rock. All right, man. For one, I want to ask you, you know, somebody, people that you're associated with, there's sure. a, little bit of bias, a little bit of biasness there, but you keep it real, Scooter. I know you do. You know, Saturday yeah. night, Verona. Who do you like? How do you think it's going to end out? You know, uh, Saddam Ali, okay. Munguia. What What are your thoughts about yep. that fight? And then after that, Vasily Lomachenko, Jorge Linares. Okay. Got it. Let me know when we're ready to go. We're ready to go, baby. We uh, well, I've been working with Andre for the past couple of years, you know, with Danny Jacobs and Saddam. I got to tell you, this is the 
best prepared Saddam Ali you saw. You saw what he did against Cotto. He's two times faster, two times stronger. I'm going with Saddam, left hook, knockout. Oh, what round? Oh. I'm going in the, I'm going to go in the sixth, seventh round. Six, seven. He's going to feel out our man, and then we're going to make that move. Andre's got the battle plan. Wow. Like oh, yeah. Scoot yeah, they're, they're, they're sleeping on Saddam's little power. He's a 54. You know, I know they got Charlo. They got all these big boys. Saddam's got a pedigree. Man's been around. He can box. He can move. He's slick. He's got Andre Rozier. Mr. Brooklyn. <laughs> and school of love on the strength of fitness. Oh, yeah, we're working hard. I had a, we had Danny in a hypoxic chamber this uh, fight. We have Saddam in a hypoxic chamber where the altitude is like going up to Big Bear. So his blood is primed for an excellent endurance event if we need it. I still don't see it going. I don't see it going the distance, guys. And I, you know, I, I can, I can believe it. I definitely can. I see the power that Saddam can, you know, can land on you. You know, his power is very underrated. Miguel Cotto was be man. He was dancing all over the ring the whole night. Yeah, you know, getting back to Cotto, Andre makes a big point. You know, getting off the joking around. You know, if Saddam lost. He was expected to lose Cotto, but he wasn't expected to win. So what they do? They said Cotto was at his worst. No, Cotto wasn't at his worst. He couldn't deal with Saddam's speed and his game plan. Miguel Cotto could not take Saddam's game plan away from him. Andre had him so focused, and his nephew Curtis Stevens, the psych man, he's like Flavor Flav in the corner, dude. I'm telling you, that's the Flavor Flav of this camp. He was with Saddam with me in training camp, running, doing the conditioning, the sprints, the woodway treadmill, the versa climber alongside of Saddam. So I'm telling you, we got a prepared guy here. You know, don't they're, they're sleeping on Saddam. They're thinking that this Mexican's going to come in here because he's six one. He's got this twenty eight and uh, twenty eight wins with twenty four knockouts. No, he's he's in for rude awakening. Thank. A baby in the game. He's a baby in real life, and uh, you know when you're if you're fighting in a bull ring at 15 years old, it doesn't make you you know, a world champion, even though you're 28, no 24 knockouts. True, true. You know, I, I wonder if we tested the meat on this guy. He's coming over from Mexico. I wonder if he ate in the same place that Canelo ate. I don't know. You know, we got a little problem here. There you go. I got a little problem. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know Saddam. I know Saddam's been eating kosher meat and fish, so we're on. We're all good. We're kosher. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of flavor, flav of your gym, Curtis Stevens, yeah. and I, we're going to ask you about the Lomachenko Lenaris fight. I know we don't get a little bit of time with you, but I'm no, no, ask you, yeah. you mentioned Curtis Stevens. You know, Jermel Charles has been talking some smack about Curtis Stevens, but Curtis, you know, I oh. guess did a video on Fight Hype calling him out, right. and uh, it kind of goes right. back and forth. Do you think that fight could possibly happen? Do you think Jermel Charles would actually I, fight Curtis? I I think Jermel Charles. First of all, you know. Jamel Charlo is a great fighter, okay? Let's not take anything away from him. Trains hard. He's a true professional. Curtis Stevens trains harder than anybody I've ever seen. And he comes in with two hours of sleep. Imagine if he had eight hours of sleep. Okay, when I tell you two hours, 
He's getting off the party bus and walking in with the stinkers around his neck. <laughs> My man is bad to the bone, as they say. <laughs> Damn. I'm telling all you. Day, all day, baby. That's what it's about. All night and all day, yeah. Get off the party bus, come see the scooter, go throw up, get that crap out of your system, and we're working. <laughs> so, you know, he's making he's making a step back to 154 from 160. You know, a lot of people say oh, it's only six pounds. Right. Well, that's a hell of a six pound difference. You know, at that weight. Yeah, especially you know, absolutely. You know, but you know what else? Go ahead. I'm sorry. How is that going? Uh, and and actually, you think he's going to be at 154? You know, very easily. I, I I definitely think he could be at 154 easily. Right now, he's really not watching what he eats. I mean, if you follow him on Instagram, he's having lobster, you know, all of this stuff, which is good. It's still good. But, you know, he'll indulge here and there maybe eight times a week, you know. And I think he's one of the strongest guys I've ever worked with, lobster you know, good. and, and powerful. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, the other eight days of the week. <laughs> but Curtis, <laughs> Curtis really, you know, to, on a, on a, on a, I never have worked with Curtis. And the last, this camp, I've worked with him almost every, we work three days a week for the last two months. Um, he really impresses me with his work ethic. He really pushes it down. I mean, the three of us as a team really gel, and I have to respect Andre for letting me have his young buck to work with. But Miguel Cotto with the two fights before that. And I appreciate Andre believing in me with Danny Jacobs also. You know, it's, it's not every day that a trainer can believe in the process and, you know, not knowing me for really a long time. And, you know, we've hit a bond and I really appreciate his pat on the backs. It really means a lot to me. And he knows that I'm not about dollars and cents. I'm about thank yous. Well, I'll tell you what, Scooter, you sound like a stand-up guy. Uh, you know, when you fight, you know, training a guy like Danny Jacobs, the way he came back against uh, Selecki in the in the 12th round with that knockdown, you almost right. him out. You have to have a hell of a conditioning coach and hell, I mean, just great conditioning to pull something off like that. So I can tell the work has definitely been put in. Uh, you know, you're good at your job. You got nothing but uh, high marks always from Coach uh, Coach Rozier. Talks a lot of good about you. And, uh, I appreciate it's, that. It's great to have you on. And uh, you know, my last. Let question. me give you a low chance. Loma, Lomachenko. Within six. Lenaris. Within now, six. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm going. I'm going. You I'm going with the knockouts today. I mean, I got. I got to start with you, Scooter. But uh, Andre is kind of leaning towards Lenaris because the talent is there. But really? That face, man, that face. It looks like, yeah, you know, my God. He looks like, at the end of his fights, when he's fighting the right guys, he looks like one of them uh, guys with the plastic surgery, you know, mishap yes. shows that plastic surgery yes. goes wrong. You know, his face is Absolutely. like a mask. He looks like a mask at the end of the fight. And know? and you know what? I, I watch his training. His, his work ethic, again, is amazing. His hand speed, his foot speed. I mean, he's a complete athlete. He's you know, it's a, it's like a Michael Jordan. Focused, dedicated to work. I've, yes. I've seen it in a long time. Yes. You know, um, what else was I going to tell you about? I mean, other, even, I, you know, I'm sure you know Sergei Dovichenko. I mean, I've watched Andre work with him and his conditioning coach is amazing. Uh, his name is, I guess, Sergei, am I right, Andre? Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. He's another amazing coach, you know. You know, to be in this game, I'm 63 years old, to be honest with you. I have no ego. I can learn from a 12-year-old. I can learn from an 80-year-old. 
you know, I'll call Andre and ask him, what, uh, does he look slower? Am I doing something wrong? Scooter, do me a favor. Pick up his cardio. Work harder. I am not the lead trainer. The boxing, I am the part three out of three. You have Andre, then you have your second trainer, and then you have me. Okay? I do not lead. I follow. I follow the leads from the trainer. A lot of conditioning guys want to take over everything. I am the complete opposite. I just want to be an adjunct. If I can help 1%, it's 1% more than he had. You know, and I, again, I have no ego. Only ego, I hate when Andre tells me, don't go near the ring. I, I get pissed. <laughs> but you know what? I still make my way there, and Andre knows the way I am. And, you know, you know not, not that you know a little background. I, you know, I did 23 years. I was a phys ed teacher for the Board of Ed also. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a background working with also special needs children. And, you know, a lot of these fighters are definitely on that yellow bus. A lot of them. <laughs> or need to be. <laughs> or need to be. Well, oh, boy. It's been about 10 minutes, but it was 10 minutes. Of I would love to be on this show one more time to really give you a little little history about what we do and how Andre anytime, works. Anytime, Scooter. We'd love to have you on. I mean, come on next week. I don't care next month. Anytime, just let Andre know or let me know, and we'll have you on because you got a lot more you know, good stuff to give, a lot more IQ to give. You make the show better. Yeah, I would love to tell a couple of, you know, you know how we do a little training and different heart rate and variability things. But, you know, can't give all the secrets away. But I, I really appreciate you calling me, and I appreciate Andre again letting me work with his fighters. It's an honor and a pleasure. Really. Uh, you're number you one. You, in my book, you're the number one strength and fitness guy on the planet. And um, you'll always be in my in my camp and with my team. Your team have it for life. I really appreciate that, Dre, and you know that from the heart, not from the mouth. A lot of people speak words, but I speak from the heart, and Dre knows that. I can tell right now just the 10 minutes that we have with you, and it's great stuff, and we want to get more of that knowledge and Thank more you. of that, uh, that. You know, you got a good attitude, and you got a great personality. And I right. wish Oh, I just got to make one more note. Chris Algieri, very big help. Very big help. Again, I like to give accolades where they belong. It was a huge help with Andre and myself with, with Danny Jacobs, you know. There you go. Chris Algieri, you know, uh, his, his mother's ill right now. You know, I've Yes, he had called me. He's, she's doing very well. Your latest update, just so you know, I spoke to him today. Uh, she's doing very well, making a full recovery. Thank God. That's wonderful. That is great. Yeah, we pray for that. Yeah. We pray for that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Like we say. So, again, thank you for inviting me on the on on the radio show. Really appreciate it. Sorry, it was so late, but I, I do. No, no, not at all. I was, you know, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> tell him, tell him, Dre, I have insomnia. <laughs> all night long. Hey, all night long, baby. I get one hour and I'm up. Let the people know where they can get in contact with you at. Uh, sure, I'm at, at, I'm at Competitive Edge in Port Washington. My email is hon7dav at aol.com. And no job is too big, no job is too small. Again, like I said, I have a lot of young-time fighters and I have the old-timers. And again, I'd love to work with everybody out there if we have the time. Andre, thank you for inviting me on here. I really appreciate it. And we will see you 
at Verona. Everybody, HBO, 10 o'clock, Saturday night. Be there, be square, as Frankie Crocker would say. (laughs) I'm going to play play Frankie Crocker. Make sure you live to be as long as you want. Make sure you live. Wait a minute. Let me me get it. Let me get it. Make sure you. Start me off, Andre. I forgot it. Uh, May you live to be 100, but me 100 today. So I will never so I'll know, never know the nice people like you have passed, passed away. away. I remember when Frankie Crocker ain't on your radio, your radio, radio ain't never radio. on. Bye-bye, <laughs> honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Dre, we're bringing the belt back to Brooklyn. For sure. Definitely, Scoot. Love you guys. Have a great night. Too, All right. Talk to you later. later. Thank you. Wow, that was good stuff, man. That was great stuff. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with Scooter. Captain, you can't go wrong with Scooter. So, is he going to be in Verona with you guys, too, with the team? Uh, he's going to try to come. He has these clients that, uh, that he's dealing with, and he works across the across the day with them. So it might be kind of difficult because he's trying to – nobody wants to cancel out with him. It's like, I, you got to take me out. I've um, had 10 sessions with you. i got to get this next session. So it might be a little difficult, but he says he's going to really try. So he's, he's a freelance guy, so he's got a lot of people on his a lot of, on his plate. Oh, yeah, he he, he works with LL Cool J, actually. Oh, damn. Wow, we need yeah. to get him on the show. <laughs> Mama says oh, knock yeah. you out, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you know, uh, like, like I said before, we we've actually had you know uh, recording artists, we've had comedians. Uh, I think we had uh, who's that one guy? Um, I forget his name. It's a damn shame that I forgot his name. Um, Big time comedian. I can't remember his name. I'll, I'll think about it later. But we've had all kinds of record, recording artists. Last c- couple weeks ago on uh, Big Fights, Big Nights with Flawless, they had Genuine on. I know it's been a while, but the Pony song keeps on going. It's still a jam to this day. <laughs> you know, doubt, so LL Cool J would be would be something. So, but anyway, we're gonna work on that one. Class act, man, class act. He he knows his game, and uh, you know he loves his guys. So you can tell. Oh yeah, that he does. That he does. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I know things are getting kind of you. You still in training? You said I'm still working out, getting that grind on. I definitely appreciate you. You know, Andre. You know, being in there in the fire pit and the fire pit up there in Verona right now. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> so Curtis, Curtis is still in the house. Is Richard there too, or? Uh, no, Richard is actually uh, down in um, downtown. But um, I'm gonna let me sneak around here because I'm running all over the place, Cap. I'm just moving. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me see if I can catch it. Yeah. Oh, uh, come on, come on, come here, fellas. Yeah. Come on in there. All right, we. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my phone on. I, I, I hope that I get a uh, a good signal. I'm gonna put my phone on. We gotta bring in to two special guests, um, Curtis Stevens and Lenny Lovefresh Wilson. Oh, Lenny, 100 rounds. He's a, he he's the co-trainer of Saddam Ali. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this. Uh, phone on speaker and we're going to finish up the show uh, with these two young men. Here we go. Guys, hello? can you hear me? 
right. Hear me? Curtis. Curtis Lenny. Yep. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Welcome to ATG Radio. Curtis Stevens, I'm going to start with you. He's a cerebral assassin. We had you on a while back. You scared the living shit out of me when we had you on the show. But guess what? <laughs> I still want to have you back on. I love you, man. I'm a big fan. Uh, there's been a little talking back and forth between you and a certain Charlo brother. You know which one I'm talking about. What are your thoughts about that? And, uh, you know, what's going on with you, man? How you been? Um, I, I've been good. Uh, you know, just staying, staying in the gym, keeping the body right. And stuff like that. Um, oh, but but Charlo, uh, the only thing I asked him was just for a fight, and uh, it went from me asking for a fight to me uh, begging. He was saying, uh, and stuff like that. But you know, I, I wrote him back and I said, so were you? So were y'all begging, asking for a Canelo fight, and the Golovkin fight, or, or were y'all just asking for a fight? But I'm begging though. So if I was begging, y'all begging. So that's about <laughs> it. Um. Just going back and forth, you know, you talk mad shit, but that's what you got lips for. But, you know, 154 has been a while away from you, but it seems like you're getting closer back to that. How you feeling right now? I talked to your strength and conditioning coach. He said that 154 is definitely close for you. How close do you think uh, you're at 154 right now, and can you make it comfortably? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if you um always uh, paid attention to when I weighed in. You know, like, I, I never really weighed in at the 160 mark. I always weighed at 57, 58, you know, so it was only three or four pounds away. Um, yeah, I, I can make it comfortably, you know. I just got to get a fight at 54 to make it. Yeah. And, you know, what? I can't blame you. You know, you're you're asking the top guys at 154, hey, you know, I'm. they might not even know you're coming back down. Hey, I'm coming down. Give me a shot. I can't blame you for that whatsoever, you know. Um, but the fact is the – the guys that you fought in your career, you fought some of the best middleweights, you know, even guys that turned to 168 pounds, big guys, you know, going back to 154, you know, do you think you're going to be avoided like the plague at 154? I mean, to me, it kind of seems like that, but how do you feel about it? And what do you have to do in order to get these guys to fight you? Oh, I'm telling you the truth. I, just, I, I really just have to get back in the ring um, and win in general. So with me winning, I'm going to get, the fight that I need to get. So and when I get that fight, I just have to uh, become victorious. So after that, uh, they all will just gonna be lined in place because they're gonna have to fight me. It's not. It's not gonna be a. Oh, I don't want to fight them. You know, they're gonna have to because I'm gonna be in a position that you're gonna have to fight me. Well, everybody or a lot of people know, and people in the know know how close you and Saddam Ali are. You guys train together all the time. Uh, I've I've heard a lot of things about you being a big motivating factor for Saddam. And uh, you know how, what you're there, you're part of the team. Saturday night, what is your prediction, Saddam Ali, Jaime Munguia? Um, me me personally, I um from from looking at the tapes that I've seen on the kid, I, I told I, I told Saddam, I said this uh. Carry him, carry him to the sixth or seventh round, then knock him out. Cause uh, he throw he throws uh wild punch, wild punches, and he gets tired. He gets tired quick from from what I've seen. So I, I said the sixth, seventh round, maybe that's a little bit too too long. Probably knock him out the fourth or the third. You know, hopefully if he catch him correctly, cause like I said, he does get tired. Cause I'm just have to uh, let his hands go and wear him down. Scooter is saying six rounds. Scooter is saying also saying left hook. Do you think the left hook is the key? 
Uh, any punch, any punch can be the key. I'm not gonna say the left hook or the right hand. Any punch to dime that land effectively, take him out. There you go. Well, Curtis, man, it's great hearing from you. I wish you luck at 154. I know you're gonna do some damage. Uh, the cerebral Thank assassin, you. folks. Curtis Stevens. Any Thank last you. words for your fans before we let you go? Uh, to get back is important. Tune in. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you're one of the most intimidating guys I've ever had on my radio show. I'm shaking right now while I'm talking to you. <laughs> but you're a good guy, and I wish you luck. And I'll tell you what, it's just great having you on. I want to have you back. That's what's up. All right. Appreciate it, Curtis. Lenny, you with us, Lenny? Yeah, I'm right here. Lenny, how are things looking Saturday night? Prediction, you, you, your guy, Saddam Ali, Unknown Jaime Munguia, 28-0, 24 knockouts. A lot of people are picking against the Dom. Does that motivate you guys? And, you know, how is everything going to turn out Saturday night? People are always uh, going against the Dom. And because of that, that, that that's what makes it a thriller. That's what makes it motivating. Because all, cause all those people who have doubt and disbelief, they will see that the Dom is going to be a force to reckon with and the 154 division. Um, and I predict a win on Saturday night. You know, um, he's trained, he's mind, his mind is focused, he's dialed in, and um, it's going to be a good look. It's going to be a look. What, what round is going to be or whether it's going to distance, I mean, um, that remains to be seen. Our whole goal is to get the W, you know, and, and to fight smart. Spoken like a true champ and a true pro. Now, you yeah. know, the fight with Miguel Cotto, you know, a lot of people at the end of the fight, he looked phenomenal. You know, he was everybody was picking against another fight. Everybody was picking against Saddam Ali. You know, he comes out looking brilliant in that fight, comes out as a champion, you know, uh, dethroned the legend, and a lot of people yeah. are just calling it, calling it a fluke. You know, that motivating factor is definitely there. But right. does it kind of does it bother Saddam or even yourself fighting a guy like Cotto, and then after that, even though he's a last minute replacement, fighting a total unknown like Jaime Munguia? Because it, you know, it, it could be a lose lose situation. It's an unknown guy, nobody knows. If you blow him out, you should have done that. If you struggle against a guy, you know, oh, you're you're shot. You're you're not right. You're not a good champion. Do you ever think like that? Like I said, um, I mean. If he wins, they're going to say something. You know what I mean? So it's like either way, you know, you're going to always get the public opinion, and they're going to always have their opinion, you know, towards the Dom. But like I said before, you know, um, we had to win. We had to get the W, you know, by any means necessary. You understand? And it don't bother the camp or the team a bit. You know, because like I said, all it does is motivate us, and it pushes us, and it puts out that energy, you know, in that drive where we just got to win. And well, we got to do what necessary. Go ahead. And we got to figure out that way to win. Well, let me ask you this. You know, how many guys are you working with right now? And uh, who are you I work with Saddam Ali. I work with uh, Richardson Hitchens. Uh, uh, Earl Newman, Richardson Hitchens is an up-and-coming prospect. He found with uh, a, a TMT Mayweather promotion. Uh, you have Earl 
and he's a 2016 Olympian. Um, I have Earl Newman. Um, I have Frank Galarza, who just came up a big win in his last fight. Uh, um, who else? And, you know, and a couple of other fighters that's been reaching out to me to work with them. I try not to, um, you know, get with a lot of fighters because I like to focus on them. And when you have too many, you can't focus on them like you would like to, you know. Um, but, you know, we do what we do in order to win and, and to be the best that we can be in each area and faster than boxing. Well, there we go, Lenny. Well, I'll tell you what, man, it's great talking to you. Love to get you back on the show and uh, just, you know, uh, all the best Saturday night. You know, uh, I'm going to say, tell you right now, congratulations on your win because I think it's going to yeah. be a great win. It's going to be a great night for Brooklyn and a great night for Team Saddam Ali. Yes, sir. Thank you, you have so a great much. night, champ. Anytime, come and see us. Any final words before we let you go? Oh, say that again? I said, any final words? Uh, be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, well, congratulations, man, on your win Saturday night. Uh, all the best. I'll be wishing you all luck. And, uh, you know, Team Brooklyn, baby. Okay. Andre. All right, yes, sir, Captain. <laughs> we got five more minutes in the fire pit. The fire's still burning, but it's kind of smoldering a little bit. We're still warm. We're still toasty. What do you have to say in the last five minutes of the fire pit tonight on Wednesday night ATG Radio? Well, listen, I, all I have to say is that we have tried, and I think we have succeeded innumerably and bringing the fight fans, the guests that they're interested in hearing. And we, yes, and we will continue to climb that mountain and bring them content that will raise their experience and intellect in this wonderful sport of boxing that we participate in. Well, I'll tell you what. Saturday night, you're there. You, know, the, the fans of the show are kind of in the, you know, in the shadows that you're in a lot of times. You know, in the game, they're hearing you. They're hearing the people talking in Verona. You know, they're hearing the, the, the camp going on. You know, you training and all that. You know, it, it's a lot of good insight. Uh, you know, you add a lot of, of great flair to the to the to the show and to the sport itself, Andre. And I commend you, man. Like always, you know, you're a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, Saddam is gonna he's gonna pull it off. I, I don't have no doubt in my mind. It's gonna be an exciting night, exciting fight, and uh, I can't wait to be watching on uh you know on HBO Saturday, man. It's gonna be great. Oh man, Monday we're gonna have a good old time talking about everything that takes place. Uh, and I tell you what, I want to see Saddam Ali when they raise his hand, say the hell with Liam Smith and his bad skin, his pasty ass. I want Jermel Charlo now. You got Danny Jacobs calling out one of the twins. Number one, you need Saddam Ali calling out number two. Put that shit on HBO. You know, co-main event, main event. It don't make it. It don't make a damn. Jermel Charlo versus Saddam Ali, Jamal Charlo versus Danny Jacobs. My God. Brooklyn will be ablaze, my friend. It's coming, Captain. It's coming. We're going to lay it down like we do. And remember, we don't play in the fire pit because it's too hot up in this heat to do that. We are rising to the top like a phoenix out of the fire and the flames, and we will take over. <laughs> well, Coach, 
you know the best of luck, man. Saturday night, we'll all be watching. We'll definitely see you Monday. Have a safe trip back from Verona. It's not too far of a drive. And uh, just kick some ass, man. Let's do it. Oh, we're going to lay it down, Captain. We're going to lay it down for sure. But get some rest tonight, man. Got a long couple of days ahead of you, but then a great Saturday night. So I wish you the best of luck, and I'll be in touch, and we'll see you Monday. All right. Sounds great. We had a wonderful show tonight, and I just can't wait to keep increasing on the product. There you go, my man. Take it easy. Good night. All right, Captain. Talk to you in a little bit. All right, man.